Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Special. Hey, hello. How's it going, Derek? Fantastic. I'm still a little tired. Oh, <laughs> did you get old? <laughs> I think we're both feeling old today. <laughs> you know, when when you don't have a long canoe trip. For a long time. For a long time. Mm-hmm. And then your first big trip of the year is, is a big trip yeah, of the it's, year. It was a super heavy duty one. It was super sized. Yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> you get back home and you're thinking, how did I not die? <laughs> People are asking me about my trip. Hey, yeah. how, was your, how, was your nine day, how was your canoe trip? How was yeah. it great? Yeah. I almost died twice. <laughs> really? Tell me more. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I almost died twice. You're just lucky I came back and you're not having to do my work now. So... Uh, yeah, we did our big nine-day canoe trip. We're going to get into that. But first, um, yes. West Hanson. The Arctic, the Arctic Cowboys. Cowboys. Yes. Yeah. They're up in um, Resolute Bay right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they've been spending the last few months getting everything ready to do their second attempt at uh, the Northwest Passage. Yep. They've uh, got their team all built up, yep. and they've got all the team together, finally. Yep. All five of them are... Heading up, they got all their equipment up uh, in Pond Inlet. Um, yeah, they've been slowly getting stuff up there the last while. They were, they some of them came out of Ottawa and some went through Thompson, Manitoba. Yeah, and I guess they were all meeting up and heading up to. They were supposed to go to Pond Inlet, um, and I guess fog and stuff like that. They ended up in Resolute. Yes, so as of us recording here on Tuesday. They are in Resolute Bay. They haven't made it to Pond Inlet yet, but that's probably like tomorrow or something. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to be in there. But as with as with any modern travel and whatever, they, they've had a lot of issues with uh, transportation and so on. So they, the team got separated for a bit. Uh, somebody got uh, New Jersey. Somebody got stranded because of cancel flights. They managed to get them into Ottawa. Everybody into Ottawa on time. Oh, and they lost a bag. Lost a bag, so they so, had to go buy clothes at the last yeah. second. And yeah, and, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know what? As long as all the stress happens before the trip and not on the trip, <laughs> yes, take yeah. it as you get. I know, right? Right, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they're they're going to be heading up and uh, getting everything ready to go, get their gear all situated, and I guess once everything's good weather wise and ice wise, yep. or non ice wise, mm-hmm. I guess, off they're off and running. Yes, so looking forward to see how well they go. Uh, if you go to uh, what was it? The hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. ArcticCowboys.com. dot com. Yes, they actually have a live feed where you can track them this year, and uh, they'll show where they are where they are. Right now, they show them in Thompson, Manitoba, so it's not hasn't been updated as of today. But they're not there anymore. But yeah, you'll be able to uh, track along and see where they are and follow their progress. But they are up there now, uh, getting ready to go. They're just that much closer. Hopefully, hopefully everything works out well and they everything clicks and yes, they accomplish their goal of. Uh, Paddling the Northwest Passage in one season by kayak. Hoorah. Yeah. But the reason we're all gathered here this evening is I almost died twice. (laughs) I don't recall that. I do. Well, you recall (laughs) once. You'll have to explain. Seeing something doesn't constitute... Almost. 
Almost. Almost. If if she wouldn't have listened, you would have been trampled, which is almost dying. But she didn't trample you, so that's an almost. Okay. Right? Nine-day canoe trip through Algonquin yes. Park. Um, there was just under a four-kilometer portage. There was a five-and-a-half-kilometer portage couple of two point something kilometer portage a bunch of one point something kilometer portages and yeah there was 26 point something kilometers kilometers and we double carried them so it's 75 kilometers of walking almost 80 almost 80 yeah almost 80 kilometers of walking i don't even know what what that is in miles good gravy so we walked to the moon and back yep (laughs) uh yeah we we did a big big loop out of Lake Opiongo in Algonquin Park to Big Crow Lake, Hogan Lake, Radiant Lake, down the Petawawa River to the Crow River, down the Crow River to the Forks, which is White Partridge Creek. Uh, from the Forks, we went to Lake Lavalier via the Crow River. Ooh, spelling mistake. Crow Rover. <laughs> we took the Crow Rover. Yeah. Uh, Dixon Lake, which was the big... Uh, Dixon Bonfield Portage we did. Yes, that was uh, exciting. Wasn't it? So, well, we'll get into to our, our, our... The play-by-play. The play-by-play. But would you do the Big Crow to Hogan Portage, or would you do the Dixon Bonfield again? Oh, I'd probably do the Dixon Bonfield again. I would do the, the Dixon Bonfield over that. So the one in Hogan was shorter... But it was steep at the end. Yeah. Yeah, there was a few really steep parts that just... I would it do up. it in the other direction. Oh, I've done it in the other direction. On any it's given awesome. Sunday, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's all but downhill. Going that, yeah, but going that way, we, we went, yeah. I went, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we were also... I was also up from like 2 o'clock. You were up for that long <laughs> as well. Yeah. So I think that maybe had something to do with it. Yeah, but, yeah it didn't help. You know. Uh, so paddling, portaging, camping, fishing, exploring were our goals, but our main goal was to follow a route from the book, The Incomplete Anglers, which was published in 1943. I've been wanting to, to follow this route, uh, and match it to the book for, oh, a number of years now. Uh, the, I don't even know if they still have copies left in, Algon- in Algonquin Outfitters or... Oh, the Friends of Algonquin the used Friends, to sell The Visitor it, yes. Center and stuff. They, that's where I got this one from um, years ago. In 1998, I bought this for like eight bucks. Mm-hmm. And I started reading it and I started matching where they were talking about this route yeah. to the canoe tripping map, the Algonquin mm-hmm. canoe map. And I'm in the... I mean, you can see the book is like... Dog-eared, yeah. All marked up, written up. in and... And everything. And I started matching up, well, this is where this was, and this is where this was, and well, that's not there anymore, and this isn't there anymore. Well, there's no logging, so they're not going around giant log booms anymore. Exactly. So there's changes. The log shoots aren't there anymore. So I'm just wondering what the changes were. So Mm -hmm. that was part of it is finding some of these things they talked about in the book, like the campsites they stayed at, the fishing spots they talk about, the lumber camps and all that sort of stuff, and uh, see if we can find that sort of stuff and match it up to the book and imagine, I mean, the stuff like the logging camps, you're not seeing them anymore, but imagine what it would have been like. Yes. Going through there as they did. 
And as far as you can, we did, uh, we duplicated it and, uh, we did find a remarkable amount of stuff that we were looking for. Yeah. So it was exciting from that aspect. The only, um, thing we were dealing with that they didn't have to deal with. We have a fire ban going on right now. Oh, yes. So, you know, when they're sitting there, oh, we're going to get a nice fire going, sit around the fire and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we couldn't. Yeah. And, you know, the smoke that you're hoping will drive away the mosquitoes and that. Yeah, we didn't have. Nope. Yeah. So, anyway. So, shall we do a day-by-day, nine-day fun yeah, this, sort of thing? Yeah, let's do a walkthrough. Let's just do a walkthrough. Let's do a stroll through the park. Day one. Up at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I got it. We had we had to get up early. We decided we we're going to shave a couple hours because we already had a big day we knew. Mm-hmm. So if we could shave a, a couple of a few hours off of our start time, that would work out well. Uh, so we decided we we're going to hit the Algonquin uh, water taxi. Yeah, on Opiongo. Uh, so we had to be there for 7 a.m. for the 8 o'clock water taxi. Yeah, and we're there. We're there early. But it was, uh, so that was nice. And that was, so you have used the water taxis a couple times before. This is the yep. first time for me. I've I've never really done much on Opiongo well, before. let's not jump ahead yet. Okay. We had bad times before that. Oh, yes. It we, started we should, off. Um, we should mention that. So the plan was to leave Derek's by about 3.30. Yep. We left, we left at 3.25. Yeah, something like that. 3.25. And we were on our way five minutes early. This is awesome. Something's been going on with you for the last year. You've been early for everything. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I'm always early. (laughs) Yeah, that's your memory playing tricks on you again, buddy. (laughs) So we, (laughs) there's a place I usually stop on the, uh, well, going up for a coffee and a donut. So I don't want one right off the get go. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to stop at this place. 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 We pull up to the place and it's closed. Yes. They've been open 24 hours for as long as I've known. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they close overnight. Lights out. And it's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. All right. <laughs> Bancroft is only like 45 minutes yeah. up. We'll we'll get something at the Tim Hortons in Bancroft. Mm-hmm. So we go to Bancroft. No, no. We'll get, we'll hit the Tim Hortons on the other side of the town. Yes. Right. Because that's one I always go to. Yeah. Go to that one, you know. So we go there. Oh, no, we're not open. What do you mean you're not open? They were open for donuts and coffee yeah. only. And they only had a few donuts. And that, Yes, but they were retiling and fixing their freezer or something. Yeah, they had to redo yeah. the floor. So they said they were mostly closed. They weren't yep. fully operational. So we said, you know, we'll just go to the second one because we can go in. We can get donuts, yep. bagels, and so all this So we retraced our steps back through town. All the way to the beginning of town. And no, we've only, only our drive through. Well, what do you got? Well, we've got like a donut. We've yeah. got like a bagel. Yeah. We've got a couple they of had muffins. Nothing. It's like, how do you start your day like that? Right. And, and so it, it, they were only open for drive through. You couldn't go in. Yep. And so it was like, well, <laughs> it's like this, that town, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if it's a. Everything what? used to be open. Yeah, I know. I know. Right. So we figured, you know what? Let's hit McDonald's. Mm-hmm. No. McDonald's wasn't open yet. Nope. It's like, are you kidding me? And there is nothing else between Bancroft and where we were. No, there wasn't. And the Opiongo store there. So, uh, whatever, heading on up, I guess we're not getting coffee and donuts. Mm -hmm. This has got to be the first Algonquin 
canoe trip that I've been on. You that I've not started with like coffee, coffee donut. donuts, <laughs> and what have you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then we we ended up at the Opiongo store for seven a.m. to register for the water taxi and check in at the permit office. Water taxi left at eight. You've never been on the water taxi before. I have never done it. No. I've been on a couple of times, and it's like, oh yeah, this is going to save so <laughs> much time. And they got these big motor on the back. That just, yeah. It was Boom. insane. And he says, oh, you might, I already had my hat off. Mm-hmm. You turned yours around. Yeah. And he goes, you might want to take that off. Oh, no, it's turned around. <laughs> and then he gunned it. <laughs> and, and then, then I you took, took my it hat off. <laughs> I was like, holy. I, I remember looking at you. He won't turn around for it. <laughs> if it flies off, it's gone. Yeah. And he said that. You'll be getting yeah. a new one. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, 20 minutes, uh, 25 minutes, we were... At, yeah, we were at the Pru Lake Portage at eight twenty-five. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That, it, like I said, I mean, that's a, a few hours. And we pulled away from the dock about eight oh five, eight oh seven, or something. Eight oh seven. Yeah. Yeah. It takes like like twenty minutes to get up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and it was easy enough to get in. I mean, he just goes, and they got a dock there, mm-hmm. so he just pulls up to the dock. Yeah. We throw all our gear out. He tosses the canoe out, and then he backs away and says, yeah. "Bye bye." <laughs> yeah. And, and off he goes. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of things about the Pruel Lake, uh, portage. Oh yeah. It was weird. So eh? there's a cart trail. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a small portage to a pond and then the port after the pond is another portage, yeah. um, into the Lo- little crow river or there's a cart track that circumvents the pond right to the end. Of the little crow. Yeah. No real benefit. Yeah, six of one half to another. Because if you're taking everything to the to the pond, then you paddle 200 60 meters. feet, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then far. you you portage the rest of the way mm-hmm. anyway. And it's a big flat cart trail sort of thing that goes up a hill, down the hill, mm-hmm. and then to the end of the, So you might as well just portage everything yes. on the cart trail. Yeah. Which we did one... One load like that. We took all the gear and the yeah. heavy stuff, and then we paddled. And then the we canoe just paddled the canoe across yeah. the little pond to save us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a couple of seconds, but uh, yeah, little crow. We were at the little crow by ten fifty in the morning. Uh, so that, yeah, that wasn't um, wasn't too bad. We saw the loon when we were going up the little crow river. Oh yes, yes, yes. The loon sitting on the nest. Yep. And we're not sure if there was eggs or she was under. Th- but she was protecting something. She yeah. was laying flat. Her chin was almost in the water, yeah. and she was like, "She was like, they cannot see me." Yeah. So we snapped a couple of pictures <laughs> as we we drifted on by yeah. and just kept on, kept on going, not disturbing, and mm-hmm. saw some turtles sunning themselves on the rocks and everything. It was the only turtles we saw the whole trip, right? That's, that was weird too, considering how hot it was. Mm-hmm. This week. With the bright sun and stuff, do so you think turtles will be out Sunning gathering some right? heat? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, little Crow Lake, we were there just before noon, had a little snack on Little Crow. We Lake. saw the tower, the old fire tower on Crow. Yeah. 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 On, on Big Crow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, portage into Hogan. Yes. This was the beginning of the end. We- it wasn't in the brochure. I, they, yeah. they didn't clearly delineate the fact that uh, this is like a death march. We started that at 105. We finished, um, sorry, we started that at 120 and we finished at 610. Four hours and 50 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. 
And we, and were, we had big plans. We yeah. had big plans that, uh, like, high hopes, our hearts were lifted, and we were all excited. And by the time we finished that portage, it's like, <sighs> kill me now. <laughs> Just kill me now. Wind were at 19 kilometers an hour. Me. Go on without me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, it was getting a little bit windy. Yeah. But it was a tailwind. It was, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was it a tailwind um, or was it a headwind? No, I was yeah, a little, bit of, a little bit of a headwind. Yeah, yeah. But we were on the portage at that point, so it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uphill sections are what kicked our butts. On flat ground, yeah, it was no yeah. problem. But as soon as I had to start using the big muscles of my legs, it was like, uh-oh. Well, and that that was it. The first big portage of the trip, first big trip of the year, not in tip-top shape from winter. Exactly. You know. Uh, my first could have been bad for me, could have been almost killed. <laughs> um, oh yes, yes. But, well, I'm, I don't know. I'm seeing is not an air death experience. If it went the other way, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm coming down towards this creek, and all of a sudden, about fifty feet away, is a bear. <laughs> he comes running towards me, hits a tree, runs up the tree, looks at me, drops back to the bottom of the tree, runs the other way. <laughs> if he decided. Not to hit that tree and just keep coming. There's nothing I could have done. It was that fast. Yeah. And I mean, with with the the moose, you know how fast that happens. Oh, that moose was there. You don't stand a chance. Mm -hmm. I had one arm out of the backpack. I had a paddle in my hand. I had my hand on my knife and he would have been on me. (laughs) There's nothing. I got this big pack on my back and a big bear on my front. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. I would have come along and says, oh, Sean made a there's friend. His, there's his pack. Sean made a friend. <laughs> Stop <laughs> hugging the bears, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, it was like, wow. I, I think we, bo- I, we both scared each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't expect that. And then he's, uh, I don't think he expected me either. And um, yeah, so he went one way, I went the other and never the twain shall meet. <laughs> and just, I think we... Just reasoning afterwards, we decided that it was a adolescent bear, a younger yeah, he, bear. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a full adult. No, bear. he, he had no three years, maybe. Yeah. Right? So he just the way he reacted. So he reacted more to fear. So he's still unfamiliar. He didn't yep. didn't have the uh, the courage of an older adult bear. Yep. You know, yeah. Yeah. He saw me, ran up the tree. Mm-hmm. Like I say, saw, looked at me from yeah. above. Drop down. They climb fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they drop just as and, fast. And that's why it's funny when you hear about people, just climb a tree, get out of his way. It's like, um, I'm sorry, what? He's, yeah, he's going to go, oh, is this a challenge? He's going to pass you. Yeah, he's going to pass you. be waiting on the on the top branch by the time you get there, right? So, yeah, that was, uh, I've now seen, been face-to-face with a wolf, a bear, and a moose on a portage. Hmm. Algonquin's big three. Yeah. Which is pretty Cool on one hand, but, yeah. you know, uh, I broke my sunglasses. Yes, on first that day. day. First day, broke my sunglasses. And you refused to use my spare pair. Ah, you know what I do with my sunglasses usually? Exactly what you're doing with your sunglasses right now. On my head. They yeah. sit up on the brim of my hat just <laughs> in case it gets too bright that I need them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 6.15 after the two of us were thoroughly exhausted. We launched into Hogan. Now, we were going to go to the far end of Hogan. We're supposed to go to Parks Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About halfway down, we saw a nice looking site and we both, oh, want to check that out? Sure. I said, well, if we're too tired, we could just stay here. And he goes, looks like we're here. 
so yeah, we we went and checked it out. It was a nice site, and uh, seven o'clock we were we were camping about halfway up the lake. It was a big day of paddling, and we covered a lot of distance, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, that's the whole the whole point was to get up to Radiant. Yep. So it's not like we were sitting there missing anything we wanted to check out along the way. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't anything that we'd wanted to check out. Uh, basically, set up camp. Uh, we slept in the bug tent. Yep. I slept in the hammock the first my hammock the first night. Filtered water, made dinner. So many mosquitoes, and that was yeah. just a sign of things to come. And I had heard from others that, uh, like other people, have I've seen comment online that it's one of the worst springs they've seen for mosquitoes and black flies and so on. Yeah. So, yeah, I can concur with that. I don't normally camp this time of year; it's not my choice. It's, it's, I usually wait until fall to do all of my camping because I, I'm not a fan of bugs. It just, my, my brain just can't handle it. I do a June trip every year and I got to say this has been the worst year for them mm-hmm. in a number of years. Mm-hmm. They they seem to go in cycles and, yep. and whatnot, but this seems to be like, I would say the top of the cycle so far. And if it's, if it's not the top of the cycle and maybe next year is, yeah. I'm not going next year. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know. uh, so yeah, so I mean, I, I slept in my, uh, my, ha- it's just a regular hammock. Yeah. No bug netting, no nothing. Yeah. No tarp over top, just the sky, slept in there, my mm-hmm. sleeping bag, had a nice snooze. And- like a taco for that bear that was uh, looking yeah, for you. Yeah, coming back for me. I used my stove a few weeks back and it worked fine. (laughs) I pulled it out to use it for boiling some water and all of a sudden it wouldn't work properly. It wouldn't shut off. Yeah, strange. So you get get the boiled water and then you turn it off and it wouldn't turn off. (laughs) So I, that was cool because you brought a spare. So I brought my stove, brand Mm -hmm. spanking new. I had uh, boiled uh, three different, I boiled three liters of water. Uh, so I made three boils of it. Worked great. I wanted to test it out, and fantastic. Yep. So we got to use that one. Mm-hmm. Weather was a bit breezy at times during the day. Nothing bad. Sunny with with some clouds, so not too hot. And it was it really was a good day weather wise. And like everything was fantastic. We had a blast. It was just the uphills yes. on Hogan, correct? That that just killed our legs, took our energy and everything. Mm-hmm. We were in bed by nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I was in bed er- almost every night early. Yeah. Well, there's no campfires to keep you up and stare at the fire at night, yeah. right? So, well, it makes a huge difference if you're mm-hmm. if you're sitting there around a campfire yeah. and whatnot, or mm-hmm. you know. You, but if you've just got now, I will say I thought I would skimp on a couple things that I didn't really need <laughs> yeah. and, and whatnot. I didn't bring a chair. Mm-hmm. I brought a, a, a little square foamy thing that I sit on on my on the canoe seat. Yeah. I can sit on the ground. But after a while, not having anything to prop your back against. Mm-hmm. And because we were in the bug shelter, not out by the fire where all the bugs were, yeah. there was not. after a while, your back just gets sore, mm-hmm. just not leaning against anything. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever leave a small little Helinox chair or something at home. Yeah, I, it made a difference. I brought my Heliox yeah. chair, and and it was glorious. You sat in it a few times. It was. It's nice to have something just to relax the muscles in. Yeah. Without yeah. having to use your, you know, it, with, if you're just sitting there on a log or whatever, you're always using some sort of muscles to prop yourself up. But with the chair, you just like it's, you're only using your neck muscles. That's it. Yeah. So bed at nine, 
good night's sleep. Uh, I think because we were more tired than anything. There was a couple of rounds with bugs in the middle of the night, but nothing, oh, yeah, nothing yeah. too massive. Yeah. So up at 6.30 on day two, packed up, breakfast, launched at 8.35. Mm-hmm. Two hours to get moving. We were a bit slow. Yeah, yeah, we're always slow getting out of bed and everything. First portage at 9.50. Uh, we met Robert from Brampton, a guy. Oh from, yes, uh, we've met him before at the Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium. I have anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't think he noticed that you. Were, I, I think no, I missed you there. I didn't meet him no. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I met him there back in the the spring. So chit chatted with him for a bit on the portage, and uh, there was a bunch of portages along. So we lined a 110 portage instead of actually doing it. Yeah. Uh, at the 1495 portage, we that only took us about an hour and a half to do. Philip Lake site, we were there at 1.15. Yeah, it was a- And we we contemplated going further, but no, we're just going to stay at Philip Lake and uh, take it easy a bit. We set up camp. The mosquitoes were even worse, if that oh, was possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we decided to go out and do some fishing. I caught a couple of small fall fish and a clam. <laughs> of all things, I caught a clam. <laughs> holding it up, because I was like, "Look, look, it's, I caught a little fish." And then he's like, "Look, I caught a clam. <laughs> look, just clams." Uh, you caught a, a large fall fish and a nice brook trout. Uh, while we were doing our little tour around Phillip Lake, we saw three moose. Yes, and then back for dinner, seven thirty. It was hot and sunny during the day, but then the clouds in the afternoon. Um. And then hot sun late afternoon. Yes. And that became a trend. Later, mid to late afternoons yeah. got really hot. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, again, tried the stove again and yeah, it still wouldn't turn off properly. So that that was about it. And but we were fortunate. We only had to boil water. All yeah. of our meals were freeze dried. Yeah. It was just add water. So it's not like we needed a pot to, to cook in. We just needed to boil water. Yeah. And and it was neat on that like the like we approached you know we we saw I think I got pictures of I didn't take I don't think I got pictures of all the moose on that lake but it was neat that we got to see three moose mm-hmm. and uh, so some of the it's it's nice to see the big animals right yeah so uh, we lived large and stayed up till nine thirty <laughs> <laughs> well we knew we had a bit of a bigger day the next day so. Mm-hmm. Uh, up at 520. Hmm. Stayed up late, got up early. The bullfrog. Let's talk the bullfrogs. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, it must be bullfrog mating season <laughs> because it was nonstop. <laughs> and they were loud. And, and what's kind of freaky sometimes is when you're paddling along and you hear them going off, it's like, do I hear a person's voice? It's like, I, yeah. I swear that's a human. But no, it's just the echo or the way the frogs sound. It's like, no, no, it's it's definitely frogs. Yep. Uh, and w- when we're going down the rivers, we started seeing them off to the side. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. It went down to about 10 degrees Celsius, and the mosquitoes and black flies were still they out. They didn't go away. No, usually when it gets cooler in the evenings and overnight, yeah. they disappear. Yeah, they go Not in high. Not this year. Not this year. Yeah. Every single night they were bother. They were a bother. Yeah, I actually uh, slept in the bug tent that night. Yeah, because um, they were just bad. Because they were, yeah, they were just. It was just too bad. You couldn't. You couldn't get a good sleep. So, uh, breakfast and packed on the water at seven. Portaged uh, at first. Portage at seven twenty. There was a lot of them really close together. 
But we there was a three and a half kilometer portage, and we started that one at nine thirty five, and we finally launched at one. So that took a that took a while, but that wasn't as bad as the one into into Radiant. Uh, we finally made it into Radiant at about one thirty, one twenty, one thirty. Paddled to the end of the camp, the end campsite on the south side where the old town of Radiant was. Yes, that was. And that, see, that's that's where they started in the book. Yeah, they start at the township of they they called it a town. There was like yeah. twelve buildings. Uh, they started there. Uh, that's where they took the train into. So that's where we sort of wanted to start was see if we can find the old any remnants yes. of radiant. So we went down there. Uh, we f- went up onto the old rail bed, and we went all the way down one way, a bit too far. We came back. And we, so from their descriptions, it sounded like the town was on the lake side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. And so we were, we was like, there's nothing here. There's nothing. Yep. And I completely, on the way, on walking in one direction, I completely ignored the uh, south side of the tracks because there's a big ditch. It's like, well, there's a ditch. It's like that. There's nothing going to be here. But it looks like that ditch was dug after the tracks were taken out of service. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. But that's where we found the ruins. And yeah. That's where, and so now I'm curious. Now, I'm someday I'm going to go back and I'm going to take a deeper look because I know there's a lot more structures. But it was easy to discern the the, the, the low walls, and I found a hand dug well, and and we found a concrete basemented building. There's no yeah, building an old foundation, there, just a foundation. So yeah. it it was made of concrete. That's not a private home. That's definitely probably the station. We know that it was a smaller station. There's a lot of oil barrels and stuff in the basement. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like it was more of a commercial building. So the best I could figure is that must have been the old station. And that would have only been about what 30 feet from the rail bed. Yeah, very close. Very close, very close to close, it. Yeah. So if you figure the rail, the trains would be there yeah. then you'd have platformed yep, for exactly. whatnot, and then you'd have a little space with mm-hmm. the train station. Yeah. That fits perfectly. Yep. So so we found that. Yeah, we found that. Um, we were going to actually camp there at that site, mm. but it was horrible. The tree was had fallen down the conditions into it. conditions were not right. Yeah, we, we you can't camp there. And uh, that ditch would have been just a morass of mosquitoes. Yeah. So uh, we moved on a bit, and... Um, uh, we ended up having to camp down by Squirrel Rapids at the bottom of, sorry, at the bottom of Big Sawyer and Battery Rapids. Uh, we camped next to the portage, uh, you know, set up camp, had a swim. I am not one for swimming. <laughs> um, and people know this, that I enjoy sports on the water, not in the water. <laughs> I, 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 there's just something I don't enjoy yeah. going for a swim. But... <laughs> In oh. that it was in hot. That, it was so and hot muggy. and yeah. yeah. And I, I just yeah, we set up camp and went for a swim just to cool off, get that fifteen layers of sweat and yeah. grime and dirt and everything. <laughs> and uh I got a little note here that says you can't do anything outside without being hammered by bugs. Oh, Even yeah. with the bug jacket on, they attack your hands. Yeah. Like our hand my hands were burning at one point yeah because there were just so many bug bites there's nothing not much you could do there was just no there's a constant attack uh and even the the we always use the deep woods off the sportsman Mm -hmm. or whatever it is they were they were landing on my hands to lick it 
<laughs> you know, they're just like a bunch of little addicts yeah. licking the bug juice. <laughs> uh, we tried fishing, but it was too weedy. And then we just ended up relaxing in the bug tent and trying to cool off a bit. And it was another nice day. Uh, this is where I noted that the days were getting hotter mid-afternoon and each day was hotter than the next. Yes, progressively right? through the week. Yeah. And, you know, this is one of the things about check the weather before you go. But it is not gospel because nope. we were supposed to be having a couple of nice rain days. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I would have been screaming for one. And no, the the rain just kept backing yeah. off, backing off, backing off. So my, my Zaleo, it gives weather reports. And so as we progress through the week, like I check it. It's like, oh, it's going to rain on Thursday, Friday. I check the next day. Oh, it's going to rain Friday, Saturday. The next day, oh, it's going to rain Saturday, Sunday. Check the next day. Oh, it's going to rain Sunday, Monday. <laughs> we like, were chasing the rain. We were chasing the rain away, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we were up at, up till uh, 8.30 or 9.30 talking about stuff and uh, whatnot in our route and whatnot and then hit the bed. And day four, we were up at 6.30 again, breakfast and pack. Now, in the book, they took a one mile slog down the train tracks. They portaged all their stuff from Radiant Station. Yes. Down the tracks to the bridge over the Petawawa River. There was a, there's a train bridge over the Petawawa River. And from there, they went across and there was a campsite there. Uh, we... The bridge is still there. There's yes. no train tracks. Tracks are going. Of course. And across that bridge on this Petawawa River is a campsite, which we think is the one they stayed at. We think, yes. Yeah. Uh, so we were we, we checked out the old train bridge first thing in the morning before we went on. We, we kept on going there. Uh, we were on, uh, we ran the 70 meter rapids, which they did in the book as well. Yes. So John and Tom, John's the one that wrote the book. He's the older brother and Tom is his younger brother. Tom's never done rapids before and <laughs> yeah. was not happy yeah. that they ran that 70 meter port. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, we ran it anyway. It was, there was only a little thing at the yeah. bottom. Uh, easy peasy. Uh, there is after that a 500 meter portage or a 595 meter unofficial Portage. Correct. The, we did unofficial the unofficial portage is along the train bed. Yes. So it's a lot flatter. And there was loads of bear scat on this train bed. Wow. Uh, that, yeah. That, so that tr- that rail bed is like, there was so much of it. It's like, this is the bear's bathroom. Right. This is where they all come out to go to the bathroom. Yeah. They, they don't do anything else on there. Yeah. There was piles of it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we 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 decided we do the extra ninety five meters if it's just going to be flat and easy, mm-hmm. no uphills, no downhills, no twists, no turns. So we we just sort of did the unofficial one. Uh, and as we were paddling along beside it, ten minutes later, uh, we saw a deer running. Yes, white tailed deer, a white tailed deer running across uh, along the trail bed, and uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, we stopped at a 140 meter portage and there was garter snakes oh, yeah. sunning themselves yeah. on. Yeah. They were big garter right? snakes. That one was a big one. That was the biggest garter snake I think I've ever seen. Used as a belt. You could have. Right. Yeah. He yeah. was huge. Yeah. He was, he was a big guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a 155 meter portage. We were there for lunch and, uh, Derek's going, where's my water bottle? 
<laughs> well, yes, guess yes. who left his water bottle on the last portage? Yeah. It was only at this point of the river, the portages are so close. You're like, all right, we finished this one. Let's launch. How far to the next one? Oh, it's right, right there. there. You can already yeah. see it. So it doesn't take you long to go back yeah. and pick out something you forgot. So, so, uh, I just, uh, got my, my water filter out and filtered water while you were gone and that way we topped up our water mm-hmm. bottle. especially with it being that hot you want to make sure you yeah. got as much water as now we we do the you got to replace your electrolytes and i get bio steel oh, okay it's these little packets um it's it's like gatorade mm-hmm. or something like that but it tastes in my opinion it tastes better than the gatorade crystals uh but it just helps you and unfortunately it's expensive uh i it's a lot more expensive than it needs to be, mm-hmm. but I didn't buy it. Tracy bought it, so <laughs> before I found out <laughs> how much it was. Uh, but yeah, you know, I always add a couple of those to a full Nalgene of of water, and it just uh, gives us some flavor, yep. you know, rather than just plain water. And it gets you some electrolytes back in your system mm-hmm. to help out with cramping and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, while you were gone, I filtered water, and then we just filled up and off we went. Uh, next stop was Blueberry Falls. Now, Blueberry Falls is where the Crow River meets the Petawawa River. Now, and that's where we veer. We veer down on the, the Crow mm-hmm. River off the Petawawa at this point, and there's a nice waterfall there. Um, yeah, Blueberry Falls. You can. There's actually a campsite there that you can... Um, stay at if you want and that was a pretty that would have been a good place to do some fishing too i think so yes right there yeah. at, the, at the bottom of those falls there's a lot of deep water and yeah i i didn't we didn't see any, any movement in the water but yeah no. i guarantee there would have been some fish there yeah and when we we launched from there it was um like 28 to 30 degrees mm. and we were guzzling water at that yeah. point and that's when the deer flies start <laughs> yes you know, you got, I was wondering where they were going to be. Yeah, well, and we had mentioned earlier, well, at least there's no deer flies. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Sunny Jim. Yes, yep. <laughs> here they are. Uh, the 2250-meter portage, we started that at 3 o'clock, finished at 610. And it's funny, uh, well, sorry, we, we got there at 315, and then we didn't actually start it till 340, uh, 35. Um, in the book... They got there, and their whole purpose was Tom wanted to get to the forks. Yes. He wanted to fish there. That was his goal, was getting to the forks. And they got to the 2250. That's all they had to cross, and they were at the forks for like four days. Mm -hmm. And they were sitting there while it's getting late in the day, and they're going, we got time to do it. Yeah. So they grabbed their heavy packs and everything, and they started booting it down the trail, and they every time they thought they were there, they weren't there. <laughs> and they actually didn't get into uh, the forks until, like, dark. Yeah. And they said, you know, we're just going to set up our, our tent and all that, get our gear situated. We'll get something to eat and then go to bed. And they get everything all set up and everything like that. And in the book it goes, so I'm not sure if I heard Tom snoring first <laughs> Or he heard me snoring first. <laughs> Dinner was not had. They yeah. basically set up their, their beds, laid down for a second, and both of them yeah. out like a light. Yeah. 
right? And we, for that portage too, we were getting pretty tired. And when yeah. we got to the head of the portage, we had a, a we had, we were debating. It's like, oh man, I'm I'm just um, hot, sweaty, tired. Do we do this portage? Do we camp here at this camp? There was a campsite at the first of the portage. Yep. And then in just in a, just in on a, just like, what the heck, let's go. And so we, we headed on up the portage and we did stay at the forks. Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things that you're sitting there battling yourself going, we've got time to do it, but I don't have the energy to mm-hmm. do it. But I know tomorrow morning when I wake up, I'm going to be glad I we did it. Correct. It's We're in like, the place we wanted to it's be. It's just like, well, you've got a cavity. you got to go to the dentist. Well, I don't need to go right now. Maybe I put it off until, <laughs> you know, like next week. Yeah, just or, get her done. Just get it done. Pull that Band-Aid off yeah. <laughs> and get down that portage. And sure enough, the next morning you wake up and you're, yeah. you're at the forks and you're like, I'm glad I'm not waking up having to do a two and a half kilometer <laughs> portage this morning. Uh, and we got there, set up camp, and swim, soak in the river number yeah. two. Yeah. There was a spot. You there, there was a hole. Um, so the end of this portage is a campsite, and the campsite's on the river. And if you look straight across the river, it's the next, and this is what? Next portion of the portage. Feet? Yeah. The next half of the portage is there, mm-hmm. right? The next portion. And... There's so we we're gonna go in there we're gonna have a little soak in that and you went closer to the other side and there was a hole yeah so you can almost like you can submerge your whole body into it and it was chilly water it was nice water it was nice and chilly yeah yeah and and after I, you got out yeah. well you went in and I submerged I just well the horse flies were trying to yeah. eat me alive right so I just kept on staying as low in the water as possible so they didn't bite chunks out of my shoulders and whatever but yeah so yeah I soaked for the longest time then I got out and then you sat in that little hole and you soaked for a while and like I think you soaked there for half an hour well there was four rocks I put a hand on two rocks mm-hmm. and a foot on each rock so I was like spread eagle and all the, and holding myself in that position, because it's rapids, right? Mm-hmm. The top of the rapids there. And all you could see was my head and a hat. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody walked by, it's like, there's a head and a hat floating on the river there. <laughs> Disembodied head floating in the river. He's not moving for quite the while. Because, <laughs> yeah, with the, with the bugs and just that cold water, yeah. it was so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Like I say, that's not me usually. But yeah. this trip, oh, yeah, I, I needed that. Uh, we did do a little bit of, uh, tried a little bit of fishing that evening, didn't catch anything. Uh, great site. Yeah. Really nice spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go uh, down White Partridge Creek. You can go back up a little ways In uh, and follow the, into the Crow back into the crow and follow that one around and th- yeah there's all different places to walk up and down the river and and so and they spent three four days yes four days three days four nights yes there and that's what they were doing they were just walking up fishing and down area. and fishing yeah from the book they were saying they uh they were looking at moose and yeah and yeah so oh they uh came across some what did they call the two martins two martins two yeah, martins two pine martins Two pine martins where uh, either yep. wa- may have wanted to attack them. Well, and when you talk about the moose there, that was one of the, the things that we noticed was 
Uh, and you're kind of reading the book thinking, oh, that's going to be cool to sit there and hopefully we're going to see some moose just like yeah. in the book, right? That's what you want. And, you know, I mean, this is 80 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's some similarities between them. They're sitting there in the book and, you know, they're seeing moose mm-hmm. first thing in the morning in the yeah. fog. And then we're going to be sitting there in the, watching the mist in the yeah. fog and, and see moose. Yeah. You know, just that similarity, yeah. right? We're really following this story. It has filled in, filled in so much. Up. So you couldn't, so they talked about uh, a ways up the, what, what, what was it? The White, White Partridge White Park, Creek. Way up White Partridge Creek. They threw the marsh. They could see the line of trees. And at one point they took a day and they paddled up there to see what they could see beyond the trees. Mm-hmm. We couldn't see the trees. Yeah. Because the marsh had grown up with bushes and tall grasses. And in order to see the five moose in the mist, they would have been 20 feet away. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, everything has totally changed. But I mean, because that that other portage across the river was a tote road for the yeah. loggers, mm-hmm. you got to think there was a lot of logs and trees missing. Yes, from there at the time, everything was probably mowed down and, yeah. and stuff. So they would have had a much farther field of view than we Correct. did. So unfortunately, we didn't see any moose. We could barely see a marsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, really, really nice area. Uh, we were wild men that night too. We stayed up to 9.45. Thank you very much. <laughs> Living large, an extra yeah. 15 minutes. Uh, the next day was summer solstice. Longest day yes. of the year, they say. Yeah. And, uh, it was a no travel day. We just basically did exactly what they did. We went up the river looking for some spots and down the river and White Partridge yeah. Creek and stuff. Uh, Slow moving morning, um, you know, we stay, we, we were, it's one of those ones you're awake, but you don't actually get out of bed yeah. until like seven. Sort I'm of not thing. moving. I mean, with my day to day, I'm up at five o'clock every day mm-hmm. to the point where I open up my eyes and like, what time is it? Oh, it's like three minutes till my alarm goes off, <laughs> you know, that sort of deal. So you're still waking up at regular time, even when you're out there, but you're just like, you know, I'm just going to lay here, listen to the birds and mm-hmm. relax. So it was a slow moving morning. Uh, the plan for the day was fish, relax. Uh, check out some stuff. Hummingbird. That was a new one for you, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd never seen one. I like heard this before. noise. And Oh, speaking of noises, go back a couple of uh, second day. Radiant, the big C-130 Hercules. Oh, yes. Right over the treetops over top of us. We heard it coming. We knew yeah. something was coming. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, boom. Treetop right level. Treetop level is massive. Yeah. He winged over plane. as he crossed the Radiant Lake and yeah. headed up to the more up further up Petawawa and... Yeah. It was like, wow. Uh, so, yeah, so we're sitting there having our breakfast and whatnot in the bug tent, and all you hear is this loud humming. And up in the corner, there was a yeah. a hummingbird checking out the green top of your Yeah, he. Your, I wonder what he tent. thought it was, because he was very interested in the tent. Yeah. But that's pretty, it's, it's pretty cool to see them up there. <clears throat> uh, then we got our fish gear ready, and uh, you set up your solar panel to recharge your battery pack, because it was nice and sunny. Uh, both of us had sore feet. I had four blisters on my right foot at that point. Uh, my water shoes are on their last legs. <laughs> um, they got rips and stuff. I've got those Solomon Tech Amphibian 3s. Uh, I've, I've had those six years now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they've got a lot of miles on them. Uh, I think they've finally... They've, I, I, they've maybe seen their last portage. <laughs> I wore my Astrals. I've had those since... 
I'd say 2005, 2004. So they're really old. I've used them yeah. a lot. They've they they stick to rocks. Like I use them for for lining canoes and stuff like that. It's they're they're solid solid pair of shoes. But for the last two or three years, every year it's like oh I think this might be the last trip for them. Yeah. So this year I think they actually are on their last trip because they've come apart so much that uh, that uh, I thought I was going to have to repair them on the trip. I got a pair of Astros, but I bought those specifically to use with my dry suit. Oh, okay. Right? So I don't want to get mm-hmm. mess them up and get a big exactly, slice yeah. in the side yeah. and, you know, hit something in my dry suit and I end up slicing my dry suit or something <laughs> like that. So, yeah, I keep those for those. But uh, fishing wasn't all that great. Uh, I caught a small trout. You caught two. few got away. Um, but we had fun. I mean, half of it's just exploring. Yeah. Having fun trying, getting into the water and stuff like that. Nice afternoon siesta in the hammocks. Yes. Then more fishing. Uh, You caught one. I didn't fish as I was trying to film you catch one. (laughs) And uh, And I released it by accident. Yeah, I released it. What was a premature release? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't filmed it yet. Oops. Off it went. Um... Yeah, hot deer flies, uh, and they were relentless. The deer flies were outnumbering the mosquitoes, I think, it was at that point. There was two different, I think. Uh, so there was the black ones, which Those are, are the, deer flies. The black flies. But then there was ones that were golden brown. So what were they, horse yeah, flies? No, those, those are the deer flies. So the little th- tiny black ones, mm-hmm. those are black flies. There's uh, the mosquitoes, the black flies, and the deer flies. They wallop India. Holy yeah, cow. They, they take chunks out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are the ones around the back of your mm-hmm. neck and on, yeah. over your ears. That mm-hmm. all that bloody bites. yeah, 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 yeah. Those are black flies. Hmm. Uh, so we made dinner. We chatted about the next day, what we were going to see, what we were looking for, and stuff like that, where we're going, and then uh, back to bed at nine because the next day was indeed a travel day, and it was day six. Uh, we were up at six o'clock. Breakfast. Well, the thing about this, before I get into the next day, was at least. With it being hot, no clouds, we could see the stars at night. We could. And the few minutes that you were out there looking up at the stars, there were some, re- I mean, it was quite clear. Didn't see any auroras, though. Um, so day six, we were up at six, breakfast packed up, and uh, we had a, yeah, we loaded the canoe and pulled it the 30 feet across the river to do the one point. Uh, two-kilometer portage. And the first 500 meters of that portage are uphill. The last... The end of the boardwalk is about one kilometer from the start. So, you know, when you get to the end of that boardwalk, you're almost done that portage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, The... We were walking. uh, You were in front of me. And I'm looking down at my feet because there's a lot of rocks and roots and stuff. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I hear you yell, move to the left. I think I said move to the side. Move to the side. Did you say side or left? I, I think, think I said, said left. side. Because I, I knew I was going to move one way, but I wasn't going to tell you which way to go because I didn't know which way you could go. So I would have said move to the side. Oh, I thought you said left. Anyway, you said move. Move to the side. Move to the side. And I looked up to what? 
and all of a sudden you're zipping into the woods and there's this big moose charging at us. Yeah. What well, well, was charging. charging? She was she was jogging down the trail. She was just galloping along. Yeah. She was having a morning stroll. She was doing her own thing and then when she heard me say, "Move to the side," she just put on the brakes, yeah. spun in a circle and took An off. An animal that size. She was very agile. Very very mm-hmm. agile. Yeah. Just like stopped on a dime, spun, and yeah. gone the other way. Yeah. And there's no way I was going to get my, my phone out to take a picture. She was just too quick. Right? And that's like, oh, did you get pictures? No. <laughs> there's absolutely no time in the world to get a picture. I was busy pooping my right? pants. <laughs> I was more afraid seeing that moose coming down mm-hmm. than I was that bear. Oh, yeah? yeah. Well, she was galloping. She, yeah. And she was, and so I, at the time, I thought to myself, she's just going to cruise on by. And because I've seen I've seen enough pictures and videos online where the moose just like hey I've, I I'm here for a purpose I'm going over there yep. and they just truck right on past you and so that's what I thought she might do but when I yelled move to the side she uh, you could see her I saw her back leg kind of dig in a bit and then she just pivoted pivoted and gone the other gone way. the other way yeah and yeah it was just like wow <laughs> but that's that's pretty cool to see a moose she was on pretty a, close on a portage yeah. She was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so that was exciting. Yes, it was. And that was all yeah. before 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, we did our 575 at 9, uh, 575 meter portage, and we stopped to fish. And uh, then we launched. There was a 45 meter portage we lined because we're looking at all these little portages. And this, this stretch again was portage and oh look there's the next portage okay we'll do that I know. oh look there's the next and portage we'll so, do that i find that so irritating there's like it's just a, a whole series of little portages and you can yeah. see the next section well you know and i do uh when i i do my notes on my phone it's like end of the 110 meter at 10 30 250 meter portage at 10 40 uh, that's like ten minutes. <laughs> so we launched ten minutes later. We're we're yeah. we're starting the next portage. <laughs> it's like really. Uh, this was a r- bit of a rough portage, which in the book they say, yeah, th- this is a rough portage. Um, and this whole section they talked a lot about. Now was this the? Wait a minute. Did I miss it? Did I miss? The Rock Portage. The Rock Portage? The Rock Camp. Nope. I'm looking at my map upside down, I think. Uh, the one where they camps capsized. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, you now, uh, we, we debated. I, I don't think we fully agreed which uh, location they're at, but somewhere along this stretch, uh, they, they hit some moving water. And I think it was... I... In my head, I was thinking that it was the, uh, so I had stopped to fish at the rapids mm-hmm. on the moose portage where we saw the moose, where right. we left that one, we got into some fast water, we had to paddle upstream a bit. And that was the, that, I, that for, in my head, that, I think that's where I thought that they had capsized. See, because, when you, because when Tom you had said, it, let's go back. I want, we have time. I want to fish those rapids. Well, when they were, it sounded like they were pulling into the rapids. Yes. When they capsized. Because there's a campsite there, and they called it the rock camp. Mm-hmm. So, but that doesn't make sense, because when we pulled up to that rapids, there was hardly any... It was 
deep, current. Yeah, a deep water no so current. So I'm lake. thinking they port they did capsize at that, but on the other side. Oh, when so they, they left. Right. So when they left that that one, so all their gear went down the rapids, and they had to go to the other end back to where they were, which is what they said. We went back to mm-hmm. the site at the beginning of the rapids. Yeah. The portage. That's potential, yeah. And camp there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the way it sounds to me is that's what had happened is they they hit a rock capsized half their garbage went down the the the, the rapids mm-hmm. where they where it all collected at the end yeah and they were able to get all their stuff and mm-hmm. right at that campsite so that's yeah. that's uh, sort they had to of lay everything I, out all their stuff was wet the matches the yeah. flour sugar yeah seven pounds of bacon or whatever was left <laughs> of that. And, well, that's the other thing we did. We went through their list of stuff they were bringing on this trip. It's it insane like what they brought. Seven pounds of bacon and um, cans of Klim, which is powdered milk, yep. sugar, flour, prunes, oatmeal. Yeah, like it's not all this, easy light stuff that they had. All this stuff they brought, and you're thinking, no way. And here we are eating our just add water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they, they also broke... Uh, Paddles because they use the paddles as the uh, as a, as a the yoke, yoke because yeah. they didn't have the yoke and uh, he's talking on one of the rough portages he missed a step hmm. uh, and it was like twelve inches down and yeah. it jerked and and two of the paddles it, there was cracks, cracks yeah right so one was a cable and they had to repair yeah uh, but there was a couple of rough portages this one particularly had a lot of big rocks where you had to sort of do step ups yeah and, and whatnot but. Uh, then there was a 65 meter portage, which we lined again. Uh, which you're, you look at some of these and you're like, no, we don't need to, we don't need <laughs> to get everything out of the boat on this one. We'll just, yeah. we'll just line it. Uh, then we hit Malik Lake. Uh, there was another 90 meter, which we did. Uh, because some of them you you looked like if you the, could do it, but it went if, up around a corner. If it turns and, a corner, it's like, well, is there a pile of trees there and I'm just going to have to come back down? Yeah. It's better just to portage Yeah, it. so we just portaged it. Plus, you didn't have a whitewater boat, so I'm not going to drag that over rocks. Yeah, that'd be a good plan. <laughs> uh, this is the area we got into where the, the a lot of the, the takeouts and put-ins have been pretty good. Uh, this area here, they started getting to be rocky takeouts where, yes. you know, there are tons of big rocks and stuff that you have to watch out for and... Uh, the next big section they were talking about fishing was Lavalier Dam, and we hit uh, that at about twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we we they say in the book you got to go to Lavalier Dam at uh, about six o'clock. That's the great time to fish in the evening. Mm-hmm. That's the time you're going to catch all the trout and that. So we're like, well, this is like six hours early. So they wanted to go to Hayes Point, and they said, you know, he's he says, well, I've heard about Hayes Point. It's supposed to be a great point. And he's never actually set foot on it, but it's supposed to be a good one. That's what they're aiming for. And I've heard a few things about Hayes Point over yep. the years. So and it's marked as that. It's, uh, as soon as you hear of a campsite that it's got its own name, yeah. it must be glorious. Right? And um, what was what was my... I made a, a comment, come for the view, leave because of everything else. Yes. <laughs> uh, Hayes Point, we, so we got to Hayes Point like one thirty. set up camp, had lunch. Uh, it is wide open. Which is, there was, should be great. But there is no break from the sun. 
No, there when wasn't. When the no sun shift, is yeah. as high and as hot as it was, mm-hmm. there was no break. Even the, the shady places, yeah. like it was only shady for about 20 minutes and then all of a sudden the sun's moved yeah. and, and you're in hot sun again. Um, yeah, great view. Bugs everywhere. And even when you set up the bug tent that I night. I don't know where they came from. Uh, Had to come I, from the leaf litter. They had to be in there, and it was thick leaf litter too. Yeah, uh, I the, think the there pine was more tree needles. I think, and, I think there was more bugs inside the bug tent that night than there was outside. outside. Yeah. Well, at three, no, twelve, twelve thirty, I decided I was going to um, go out and sleep in the hammock. The hammock yeah. again. It couldn't be any worse, mm-hmm. and that lasted until about three thirty. Yeah, it was worse, <laughs> but even going back in. To the bug tent, yeah. it was, there was no respite from the bugs. Yeah. They were everywhere. There's like, we might as well have just been sleeping yeah. out on the lawn. And about 10 feet know? down on the front side of that, on the, along the edge of the steep path, all night I could hear a, uh, a bee's nest just mm-hmm. buzzing away. And so inside the bug tent, we had about, uh, I think there was three or four bees stuck to the mesh. And yep. it's like... Man, this is there's every kind of bug and every possible kind of bug was on that campsite. My notes say lots of ants, regular and big flying ones, mosquitoes, black flies, deer flies, bees and dragonflies. Is that not where a dragonfly bit you? Was that when we were, we went it for the was, swim? Right, that was what, yeah. yeah I've swim never, number three. I've never been bitten by a dragonfly yeah. before. Yeah, and then what he was landed. He, thinking? he landed on you. I thought you were a big bug. I guess maybe you had so many dead yeah. bugs on you. <laughs> I've never had so many dead bug bodies stuck to my skin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the the bugs just seemed to be getting worse and worse as, as we went along. And that was that night was, we were just fit to be tired. Yeah, too. I didn't like, sleep at all all night. No. I actually, it was probably about uh, two or three in the morning. Uh, you were you had gone to your hammock and I just said, I said, I was getting frustrated by all the bugs because I tried to crawl into the sleeping bag and cover everything up and just have a nose hole to breathe through. But then I was sweating. Yeah. It was so hot at night. And so I, I got frustrated. I, I sat, sat there, uh, cross-legged in the middle of the tent and, uh, put the headlamp on, turned it on and said, come at me. And I just thought, I'm going to do a killing spree. And so maybe 20 minutes, I just was just killing bugs left, right, and center. It's like, here you go. I was pointing the headlamp lamp at my feet, and all the f- bugs were coming, landing on my feet, and it was just kill, 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 kill. And it's like, there was no end. I, yeah. It was not running out of bugs. I thought, I thought, you know, give it 20 minutes, half hour, all of them will be gone, and then I'll be able to go to sleep. Yep. Nope. And that didn't happen. I don't, they, there was a... Uh, there was some. Uh, there was a tarp on the ground. The mesh didn't cover the full floor, and the tarp didn't cover the full floor. So I was thinking that the bugs were coming out of the leaf layer because the uh, the pine needles on the ground were in some places inches thick. So I thought maybe they're coming from that because there was no gap under the bug mesh. I just I just never figured it out. There was just an unending supply of bugs inside that tent that night, and that's where they come from for mm-hmm. the entire world. Yeah, Hayes Point. That's yeah. where mosquitoes. That is the, the holy spot for yeah. mosquitoes. I was so tired the next day. But we were already cranky before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was hot. And dinner time. Oh. So my stove didn't work. Yeah. We've been using your stove. Yeah. And at dinner time, 
It stopped working. Your stove broke. Yeah, brand just, new stove. Brand new stove stopped working. Mm-hmm. Trying I to figure out what it was. I tested a bunch of times before I left on the trip. Make sure, okay, it's a new stove. I want to make sure it works. So I tested it out. And uh, and so I had, uh, the first issue was on the first night. It's the one of the bottles that I got from sale wouldn't work. I couldn't get gas to come out of the bottle. And I thought, oh, the stove is broken already. But then I changed bottles and it worked fine with the other bottle. But then on, that was the third night, fourth night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so then it just stopped working altogether. And it was like, uh, that little safety valve in your barbecue. If you leave your burners on, you open your bottle, you never get gas out because it needs head pressure to activate the internal protective valve to make it come. And so I think that's what happened to the stove. It's just, it was, it just would not let gas come out. Yeah. So we went back to using mine and wine is, I mean, I got a whisper light stove. So as long as you didn't pressurize it too much. Yes. It would. It was. It turned off most of the way. Yeah. So it would just be sputtering, but it kept sputtering. But then so you, had you had just disconnect open, it. And yeah, it, disconnect it, was it with gas dripping everywhere was next a lot to of open gas. flame and <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, so after dinner, we decided we'd head out to do some fishing over at Levelier Dam. Mm-hmm. You caught two good twelve plus inch. Yeah, trout. Decent. They decent were nice trout. looking trout. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got back just before dark at 9.15. We went to bed at a whopping 10 p.m. that oh, night. Oh, was it? 10 was, p.m. That must have been the latest night. Yeah. Oh, uh, earlier that day, like you were saying, the shadows moved and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had tucked all of my snacks behind a tree. And then I went off for, I don't know, I was doing something, took a nap, or I don't know what it was. But <laughs> you said, hey, your stuff's in the sun. <laughs> So, I had a uh, trail mix with uh, with dark chocolate uh, in it, and and it it became a solid mass of chocolate covered nuts. I, I managed to stick a spoon in there to break a couple chunks off so I could eat it. But yeah, half bottle of uh, a solid chunk of uh, chocolate nuts. Ugh. So have you gotten it out yet? No, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to boil it or something. But it's just Let's freeze solid. it and it'll. <laughs> freeze freeze the nuts in there and yeah. the chocolate and then just break it and yeah. it should shatter, right? I'll have to figure something out. Yeah. Or just throw it all in the garbage yeah. and start new like it never <laughs> I, happened. I've had that. Uh, it's it's my Nalgene bottle that I, it's wrapped in duct tape and I always use it for trail mix and snacks. Yeah. So I've had it for 15 years or something. So maybe it's time for a new one. Might be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, day seven, like I said, we broke, we both woke up. What a horrible night. The bugs were horrendous. Hardly slept tired. Yeah. Sore back. Blisters on my right heel was very painful. I wasn't a happy camper. Um, there was a huge rock island offshore. Oh, yeah. All night long. The seagulls and cormorants. They made so much noise. All night throughout yeah i know they never stopped they did not stop screeching all night long cormorants it's like something from jurassic park like they have a they had a like croak thing well the first time it sounded like a sea lion yeah right like what was that so so yeah so like i said hayes point uh come for the high view leave because of everything else Mm um we uh yeah, we, we woke up. There was cloud-covered sky. Weren't very hungry, so I had a couple of granola bars and trail mix. Our plan was to 
fish our way down to Dixon. So we packed up and we were on the water late morning, 11 o'clock. We were on the water trolling down level. Yay. You caught a nice, about 20 inch lake trout. Oh, it was huge. It was a nice sized one. You thought you had a bit of a, um, log or I something. I thought I called, caught a boot or something because yeah. it just, I snagged into something and it's like, oh, and, but I didn't feel any response. So I thought, oh, I, I snagged a branch. But then I was really good in, and it's like, oh, I, I, it's, whatever it is, is pulling up, but it's not fighting. So I was convinced it wasn't a fish mm-hmm. until it came to almost the surface, and then I was like, I like, wow, look at that thing, yeah. And uh, and then he decided to fight, and uh, and and so he whacked his head off the side of the canoe a couple times, and and he was jumping and trying. I ended up, I caught him, I pulled him in, got a nice picture of him, and, and tossed him back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a really nice lake trout there to be, be hauling in. Uh, we did our little 90 meter into Dixon. That was our only portage for the day. Woohoo. Saw a moosener calf, uh, feeding yes. just off the just first on the calf portage. we saw. Yeah. And we made it to the campsite on the Dixon Bonfield portage at 345. Not a great campsite. No. And there was no Thunderbox. And there was no Thunderbox to be found. And it was our first rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we set up camp, relaxed for a bit, dinner at 645. The next day was supposed to be a big portage day. It was going to be hot during the day. So the plan was to be on the portage between t- 7 and 730. Get as much done as possible before the heat hit. Uh, there used to be a large lumber camp on the portage. So we were, according to the book, they mm-hmm. were talking about how they found the lumber camp and, and stuff like that and whereabouts it was. And, uh, we ended up doing some exploration and we did find some remnants of the lumber camp. Yeah. So I think I found the remnants of at least four buildings. Yeah. One was, I'm not sure what the first one was, but we saw the buckets and the bottles and, and stuff like that. Uh, then the second one, I think, so it's right on a 90 degree turn on the portage. I'm, I'm convinced that that was an ice hut. It's just so, you know, where you store ice. Oh, the big hole in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a one, it was a little bit higher up on a hill and you could definitely had four walls. And then there was another one. I'm not sure about the last one. I don't know if it was just a depression in the ground or, but it seemed, it seemed to be square, but we never did, we didn't go for very far in the woods, but. There was supposed to be a camboose there mm-hmm. as well, and uh, so I didn't. We never did. Find, this is they're like hundred feet by hundred feet. It's a big uh, square log structure that all the loggers would sleep in with a big hole in the middle. It's just like you see at the logging museum. One of them was supposed to be there, but I, I never. We never really went far in the woods, and and that would have been a lot harder to locate because it would have been just trees and no main structure. So, yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of that stuff, like I said, they either deteriorated or, and I know like some of the ranger cabins, we were, lo- we were looking for a couple of ranger cabins down at the end there, and there's a lot of them that they just burnt to the ground. Yeah, yeah. We don't need them anymore, let's just burn them. Yeah. And some of them, they they didn't, they just let rot, so mm-hmm. we didn't find those either. But uh, even with the exploration we did, uh, we estimated five and a half to six hours minimum to do the portage. Um, what was the time? We did it in, with the with all the exploration and everything. Hmm. Five and a half hours. 
It was. So yeah. we, we yeah. hit our estimate. So so that night after we were talking about that, what we were going to do, we were hoping to find that sort of stuff the next day. We went to bed at 9, 11 o'clock. The rain started uh, more than the weather forecast called for. It's supposed to be 0. 0.02 millimeters. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, it yeah. rained for about four hours. Yeah. Stopped early morning, but not not too too bad. Yeah. Just the only drawback was you got to pack everything up wet. Yeah, yeah. My bug tent was much heavier the next day. Yeah, so we wanted to be on the portage the next morning by seven thirty. We were on it by seven forty. Uh, where the portage and the cart trail split, we saw somebody sitting on the on rocks. Oh yes, yes. And that's, yeah. that's the first person we'd seen since uh, Dixon. Or, sorry, Di- uh, since Radiant. Since Radiant. Or, yeah, so that right? Robert from Brampton. We never did get this guy's name. Yeah. Uh, so he was heading into Dixon solo. And uh, stopped for we, that's when we stopped for the quick peek at the lumber camp, found some of the, the garbage and stuff. Mm-hmm. The cart trail splits off and goes straight up a hill, <laughs> just over a kilometer in. Uh, so if we were at the portage, we started at 7.40, we were at the two kilometer mark at 9.47, three kilometers, 10.57, four kilometers at 12.10, and we finished at 1.15 for a total of five hours and 35 minutes. And that included our like half hour or so of explorer time. Archaeology. Yeah. So that was, actually, that was pretty good. You know, we figured, Mm -hmm. because we figured... Um, I know we do steps to guesstimate how far we are. I've always used 20 minutes a kilometer. So if you're double carrying, that's an hour to do one kilometer. Yes. Yeah. Which would figure maybe five, because it's, it's over five kilometers. So you're figuring five and a half hours. But we boogied a bit farther each time. And mm-hmm. I know we, we had to do that last push for, we figured, a kilometer and a half. And you stopped and said, I'm at about... Eight, 800 800 meters, meters yeah. and and I can see water. Yeah, and we're like, yes. Yeah, and you can <laughs> feel and smell it too because yeah. the, you're in the heat of the forest, and suddenly it's like that's a cold breeze. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a boardwalk at the between the two and three kilometer marks. Um, I've slipped and turtled on that oh, one with yeah. the back went just yeah, yeah. straight down on my back. I heard a big thump. It's and, like, yeah. oh, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> yeah. And you're just sitting there going, okay, legs are okay, back's okay, arms are okay, head's okay. Start your shelf check. Yeah. And uh, it's just, oh, man. So you gave me a little hand to sit up straight, but there's no real way I'm going from a sitting position with yeah. that pack on. Yeah. So, yeah, off it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Did that. Uh, we got onto Bonfield. And saw another mama moose and so her calf. she took me by surprise. She was as gray yeah. as the dead wood that she yes. was standing beside. Mm-hmm. So where did we see the other mom and calf? That was on uh, wherever it was. So she was. She looked like a young mother. And the first one, mama calf, and so the two calves both looked the same. They were like a. That was Dixon, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, that was Dixon. Mm-hmm. And then Bonfield. Yeah. So, yeah, so the first one, it was a young mother. But this one, I think she was really old. She had a lot of gray and patchy, so she was a bit older. And, uh, and but, you know, both cows looked the same. But both of them, I thought, what I found curious is when we saw single moose, they were very skittish and ran away. 
And the two times we saw a mama and a baby, the mama just kind of looked at us and went back to eating. And I thought that was curious that uh, the ones with the babies, like we never even got any, we never got yeah. close to any of them. But uh, but uh, we we she saw us. We stopped and stared at. So the one. The one on Dixon, we stared at her for... We sat there and floated. We didn't see the baby at first. So she was out there browsing, eating the whatever plant she was eating. And uh, she moved off to the edge of the bay that she was in. And then the baby come trotting out of the woods because she had moved from the spot she was in. It's like, oh, I, I see something else. Yeah. <laughs> and the the baby was like a bright brown. Yeah, like a color, golden lab. Totally, yeah. totally different color than, mm-hmm. than, than the mom. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. So that was eight moose we saw total. Yeah, right. Uh, there was the one two hundred and sixty meter portage into Wright Lake. Um, we went. We did that one. The site at Wright Lake where we were staying. There's only one site on that lake, and that was where we were spending our last night. Oh yes, yeah. It looked like a bomb went off. It was the fire pit was destroyed. They had cut down a couple of trees. We figured it was the ministry had done that or the parks had done that. Yeah. Uh, But big sections, like three foot sections and, you know, big round sections of this tree. Like 20 inch trees. And and people were trying to burn those, not in the fire pit. Yeah. Like just burn them. They were just laying around and being burned. Garbage everywhere. Uh, Somebody had set a fire in right against the side of a tree. Yeah. And then you can see where it burned down. You can see where it yeah, made a down hole. Down into the ground. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's how forest fires start. You get mm-hmm. those roots burning yeah. and it spreads. Like, yeah. what is wrong with people? I know. And so, and we saw the, it was a Kingsford uh, barbecue fluid light, you know, the, the fluid yeah. you light your barbecue char- or bricks with. Yeah. So there was an empty jug of that there. And so you could see that they had gone around and expended the entire jug. There was a roll of paper towel. There was garbage laid everywhere, and it was there was uh, uh, there was uh, like paracord hanging from the trees everywhere. They just they just walked away and left it all. Yeah. There was cans. It was it, what a mess. Yep. Uh, so we of course reported that when we mm-hmm. when we got back in the next day, uh, but we did have another nice little soak in the. But this water was warm. It was bath warm, so it yeah. wasn't as re- relaxing. It no. was like eh. it was just to wash the grime off. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. It wasn't cool. The water wasn't yeah. cold enough. Yeah, it's funny how I mean we we didn't cover massive mat like hundreds of kilometers. No, but it's funny how the temperatures and stuff and, and whatnot eh? really changed. Uh, like the bats, end bugs of the trip. weren't as bad either. No, the bugs were too bad. Mm-hmm. So I did appreciate that. And but what I think what later on in the trip I think what really started to get to me is like the heat was we were around thirty degrees those last couple of days. Yeah, and it was just it was just too hot. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, we well we hung up our we found a couple of nice shady spots hung up our hammocks and snoozed. Yes, nice yeah, little, yeah. Yeah. Hour snooze there and yeah. just uh, cool off and relax and uh, dinner. Then we relax outside till the bugs started up and uh, exhausted thinking about Opiongo the next day and thinking about maybe checking out Denison Farm from the there's, oh, yes. there's a Denison yeah. Farm from the 1880s. Uh, is it, was it Captain John Denison, I think. Uh, he was attacked and killed by a bear and then everybody sort of just left yeah. the farm after that. So we're going to check that out on down by the lake because in the book, 
John talks about looking across Opiongo when they're coming out of the East Arm and seeing a big meadow, which he figures maybe from the lumber companies. Mm, yeah, it was a farm. Well, when you look across where he's talking and you see this big clearing, that would have been Denison Farm, mm-hmm, yeah. right? So we were going to take a little peek at that and uh, wanted to be mostly down the lake before any of the big winds came up. So we were in bed by 9, nine o'clock. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then it was the last day. And then there was the final day, takeout day. We were up at six and it was hazy and smoky. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, huh, I smell smoke. Yeah. So it's like, what's going on? How come I smell campfire? Right? Because the fire ban's off and all of a sudden everybody decided to put a fire yeah. on. <laughs> uh, no, campfire, fire ban was still on, but uh, the... The wind the shifted. The wind shifted and was coming from the east, which was blowing all the Quebec forest fire yeah. smoke our way. Yeah. It was the first time we had seen or smelled the smoke throughout the whole trip. Yeah. But it's the first time we had an easterly uh, uh, wind, wind from the east. Yeah. So we packed up. We were on the water by 7.30. We did the portage into Opiongo, and the, bag, the bugs were bad. That, right the, right oh, at Opiongo. Yeah. That little portage into Opiongo. Yeah. Man, that was bad. That was brutal. We, we said, you know, we got to do a couple things, but we're going to go get out onto the water Mm-hmm. And we'll just sit there in the bay for a few minutes and do yeah. what we needed to do. And uh, the the batteries on my spot unit started flashing red. So yeah. I needed to change those. I mean, only it takes a couple of minutes, but the bugs were brutal. I had like seven bugs on my hand at once. <laughs> and I just I just had to bring my one hand down. And it was like, Massacre. it looks like I, I like cut myself. There was so much blood. <laughs> it was like, oh, that's just disgusting. Uh, we figured it's going to be a, few hours at least uh we started paddling at eight thirty. lake was very so hazy you know you're picking you know the the, the point you got to aim for is over there mm-hmm. you could barely see it you was see that clear as day no yeah but no there really. was yeah. so much smoke you could barely see it uh we were through the narrows into the south arm at nine forty five, which was like an hour and 10 minutes later uh, Bates Island, 1045, and the Opiongo store at 1120. Mm-hmm. And, Make good uh, time. You know, we we made real, yeah, 830 till, to 1120. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so hours. I, and the, the whole, the plan in my head was that I'm just going to, I'm going to get some decent exercise. I'm going to paddle hard. I'm going to enjoy it. And uh, I'm going to enjoy a nice shower at the Opiongo, uh, Showers. Yep. Yeah. How did that go for you? So I don't know what takes out all showers, but they said, yeah, they're all broken. All of your showers are broken? Yeah. Well, the toilets didn't flush either. Is that what they said that? No, no. I went in to oh, did you? use a toilet. Yeah. And they weren't flushing. They had the water shut off. Yeah. Hmm. So. So I did, I ended up just jumping off the dock and going for a quick swim. Yeah. I, I was tying up the, put the canoe and everything on the truck and, uh. Loading up the rest of the stuff there, and you went for a quick little dip mm-hmm. to cool off, and I rode home stinky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we packed up, ready to go at 12.10. Uh, we were home at about 3.30, but before we had our garbage to, to drop off, there's oh, yes. Costello Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing I noticed going in was at Costello Creek, which is just like five kilometers down the road. Mm-hmm. Stop in and wash your boat at the Invasive Species Boat Wash. Yes. So I think it's mainly intended for people with power boats, not necessarily canoes. But but that's the first one I've seen. I didn't know it was going to be a self-run thing. 
Well, I don't know if that park staff guy that was there was there to help run it or show you. But all the instructions are on the outside. Mm -hmm. So you pull up and it's this big thing on wheels that they can tow anywhere. And And to rinse out your bilge and do all that stuff to stop you from dragging stuff out. Yeah. Whatever, and you can use it going in, so mm-hmm. wherever you come from. If you came from Lake Ontario, you could rinse out all the zero muscles before on you, the gravel. Yeah, before you hit uh, mm-hmm. Opiongo, and then yeah. when you leave Opiongo, do it and before you hit yeah. wherever you're going next. So mm-hmm. that, was, that was pretty cool to see that. Hopefully yeah. it catches on, and maybe they, I don't know if they got one over at Canoe Lake or not, but hopefully so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that's a pretty cool thing to see. Uh, and that was our trip. Yeah. It yeah. was good. Um, we well, there's, I, I want to mention the two boys. So when oh, we're when yeah. we're at that, that washing station, uh, like I, I I had to ask him after. I said, so so uh, what what clued you in? Because he go, he walked up to the truck and he says, "Are you Sean and Derek?" And I'm like. Oh, you're freaking me out, kid. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, he's like, I said, so was it the stickers on the canoe? He says, no, Sean's beard. Right. It's like, <laughs> so, and then you just both made fun of my, uh, my uh, nine day shadow. As we were coming out, you're looking in the rear, rear or the, the side mirror going, oh, I got myself a bit of a beard. And I was like, where? <laughs> and you said, just because it isn't as long as yours it doesn't, doesn't make not it a, a beard. beard. And I go, well, it's a good start at a beard. <laughs> so, you know, tease me a bit on that. And then we get there. So he's, I, we give him a sticker. Yeah. And we, I'm bad for this. I never get their names. I, I yeah, totally I should have asked them their names. So we give him a sticker and he goes, my buddy's also here. And he listens. I got him listening to you yeah, guys He's on the well. work crew. This guy was the park staff. Yeah. The other guy was a work crew. So he said, can I get an extra sticker? So we gave him a couple extra stickers. And no sooner than that, the work crew pulls in. Yeah. And... He's his buddy. There's two older guys in the front, and yeah. his buddy in the back seat of the truck opens the door, gets out, and he goes, "Hey, do you recognize these guys?" And, and he looks for a second. Oh, oh my god! My god! And he's like total fangirls. Paddling Adventures Radio, Sean and Dare. Oh my god! You know, so he comes up and we we're chit chatting for a couple minutes yeah. and whatnot. It was really cool. It was nice. It, meeting it, them. it really is a, a nice to meet the people. And then I said, "I got a question for you." Because after he says, yeah, Sean's yeah. beard. I said, is that a beard? And he goes, well, I told you. <laughs> Not a beard. Not a beard. And I noticed you shaved it off, too. Of course I did. You had such a good start. <laughs> now you look like a little baby face again. I have to be presentable at work. Says who? Says me. Oh, says you. <laughs> uh, now it doesn't even look like you went on a canoe trip. They probably don't believe you went. Exactly. You, yeah. They probably think you were sitting at home playing video games yeah. all week. Nine <laughs> days of video games. Well, they no, they they saw me limping around and and holding my back and and sitting in my seat awkwardly, and it's like my back, <laughs> full my, contact video my games. My back, my left foot, my thighs. It's like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it was a good trip. Um, we, like I say, the purpose was to follow this book and see uh, things that they saw and yeah. what yeah. it looks like 80 years later. And I think we saw a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I was really cool to actually see it in person. It was neat to follow through on the route and, and try and do what they did and, and so on. And I think we stayed at f- at least three, four sites they did. That they did, exactly. Right? Yeah. So that was pretty cool to, to do mm-hmm. that. And 
um, yeah, I'm really happy how, how it went and yeah. uh, all the stuff we saw and the fish we caught and everything. Well, you mostly caught most of it. So I will say I was outfished for sure. <laughs> uh, but no, it was awesome. It was a fantastic trip. Thanks for coming along, bud. Yeah. Thanks for having me along. I don't think we've ever been on a trip that long together. No, we've done east side where we hiked Barren Canyon, but we had paddled in, I can't remember Brigham, what lake. Brigham Chute. Brigham Chute. Yeah. And that oh, was that like, was only like four days Marcus or and Scott. No, it was, was Mike, wasn't it? Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. It was Mikey and Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we went up on the cliff and I yeah, saw yeah, that yeah. sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you guys got in trouble. We got in trouble. Tracy was. Oh, mad. Tracy. Yeah. You're letting him close to the cliff edge. What are you guys doing <laughs> letting him close to that cliff edge like that? He does stupid things. What are you doing? <laughs> we were going to push him off. <laughs> he wouldn't have been pushed. He probably would have jumped freely. You idiots. <laughs> I will add, though, on the way back, we did make an attempt oh. to stop in Bancroft again for food. But apparently they had a power outage yes. and all the stores were shut down. McDonald's was closed. And it's like, are you serious? Like there's Bancroft nothing we can is do. Bancroft is dead to me. <laughs> I don't care. Bancroft is dead. So somewhere in the week you said, oh, I could go for a burger. I it, wanted yeah. a burger. Says, do you, you think we can get a burger somewhere around here? <laughs> we're paddling down a big, I think it may have been Lavalier or something. <laughs> and I go, oh, sure, sure. There's probably a place just right up ahead. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, I go for a burger with onion rings and a side of fries and a milkshake. And I'm like, ooh, A&W. Yeah. yeah. So when you Google <laughs> A&W. There's a hole in the promise. If you, go, <laughs> if you go to Huntsville, which is not the direction we were going. No, no. And you go to Barry's Bay, which was not the direction yeah, we were yeah. going. There's a big smiley face that goes down from each of those yeah. and meets at the bottom. <laughs> and in between that, where the rest of the face is, the nose, the eyes, yeah. that's where we were yeah. going through Bancroft and there was no A&W. From Bancroft, I think it was easily two plus hours to any of the nearest A&Ws. Yeah. So we figured, okay, you know what? We're just going to go to Bancroft. We'll hit McDonald's. <laughs> we we pull into the McDonald's. Oh, there's nobody here. This is cool. Yeah. There's a sign, due to power failure in Bancroft. <laughs> what? <laughs> Guy oh. can't even get food in Bancroft. Oh, if you ever seen a 55-year-old man hold a temper tantrum in the middle of a parking lot, it was something to behold, I must say. Why is that man yelling? Uh, Bancroft is <laughs> oh, Bancroft is dead to me. It used to be such a good place. Yeah. But, yeah. One final note is uh, best estimate, I think I lost about 10 pounds. Really? Yeah, best estimate. Because I normally hover between 210, 215, and I'm 203 now. I have to say this is probably the first trip where I have almost completely emptied my food bag. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't take the snacks. I didn't yeah. take the couple extra meals. Mm -hmm. I took an extra meal. I didn't actually eat one meal. Yeah. Because I just, one night I was just was not hungry. Mm -hmm. uh, and I knew if I would have forced myself to eat, yeah. I'd probably just thrown up anyway. Um, but I had two, like the OTG meals left and um, some oil from, that we were going to cook fish in. And... 
my little things of spices and that mm-hmm. for for fish. That was it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I was completely done, empty. I I pretty much had no food left as well. That's a first for me though. Because yeah. usually, oh well, I didn't eat that full bag of chips, or I didn't bring mm-hmm. eat all the chocolate bar, or I didn't eat all my trail mix, yeah. or gone, all mm-hmm. gone, gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's a first. Wow. And but, of course, we didn't eat any fish because there was a fire ban, and and I'm not going to cook fish on a gas stove, and so we just catch and release. Yep, yeah. that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go by the book. They believe that they had to eat everything they caught to the point where they were stuffing themselves Hmm. so much. Nine fish. Mm -hmm. They had to eat nine fish and they were saving it for breakfast. Yes. You know, they ate so much for dinner and then they were saving the rest for breakfast. I have a fish for breakfast. And yeah, no, no. Yeah, there's there's a bit in the book where, where, uh, so John and Tom are having the fish and they have, they're of the belief that if, you cook it, you're eating it. Yep. Anyways, apparently Tom tried to throw a piece of fish away at supper. And uh, it didn't come out. He said, I never knew this happened until four months before he uh, put the book out. Because it was like multiple years since that trip. And he said, so they were there in the morning. And this little chipmunk comes running out, holding a piece of cooked fish in its little paws. <laughs> and Tom was like, the little tattletale. Yeah. <laughs> he was all embarrassed because that little little rat <laughs> ratted him out. <laughs> uh, it was a good trip. It, it was, was fantastic. It, it was awesome. I'd do it again. Um, i definitely go back to level, yay, but I, I wouldn't I go that route. I do fewer portages. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's other routes in there too. Yeah, yeah. that's a nice lake. I'd like to. I do like Lavier. Yeah, that and Dixon, a couple of really nice lakes in there. Uh, definitely, I'd definitely go back. So, Uh, and I think that is it. You got anything else? No, no. That's that is all. That we think we beat this dead horse. It is a dead horse. Nine days of fun and excitement. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, it was exciting to see all the, the larger animals. I never got to see the bears, so I was a little bit sad. But, you know, I, I got to experience uh, you pooping your pants over it. So that, that was fine. And walking down the portage backwards at times. <laughs> hey, bear! Hey, bear! Hey, bear! <laughs> Clapping my hands. and You know, just in case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Good, Good times. Trip. Fantastic. All right. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. Or you can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com, and you can either stream or download all our episodes there. And if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and fellow paddlers. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>